Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. Jesus forgave us of all sin, past, present, and even future sin. Andrew brought good news to me. I could understand the Bible more the way he taught it. Jesus forgave you one time, and that's for everything. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Tuesday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. Today, I'm nearing the end of a series that I've been doing for five weeks talking about the war is over. I have a book by that title, and I tell you, this is one of the most powerful books I think that I've written. This is... It, it just connects the dots for me. It helps me to understand the goodness and the grace of God. If I didn't know these truths that are in this teaching, I guarantee you everything that the God has tried to do in my life would have come unraveled. I really believe that. This is just foundational stuff. I also have CDs, DVDs. We have a study guide. We have this in Spanish. And this coming Friday is going to be my last time to offer that here over the television. And so I encourage you to please go to the effort of requesting this. I promise you it'll change your life. I haven't got time to go back and rehearse everything I've talked about, but I've talked about how that God actually declared war on sin when He gave the law. And He released His wrath and punishment through the Old Testament in a way that has caused some people to believe that that's the way that He really is. But it's really not an accurate description of Him. Now, that's, that's a big statement that I just made, and I'm not sure that that's 100% true, but it, it, let me say it this way, it gave a wrong impression of Him. God is holy, and we have sinned, and there is wrath and judgment from God AGAINST SIN. ALL OF THAT IS TRUE. BUT GOD IS LOVE, 1 JOHN CHAPTER 4, VERSE 8. AND HIS REAL HEART IS TO BE MERCIFUL AND TO BE KIND TO US. BUT HE CAN'T JUST DO IT BECAUSE HE WOULD BE DENYING HIMSELF. HE WOULD BE GOING AGAINST HIS OWN NATURE. HE IS JUST AND HE'S HOLY. SO HE HAD TO BRING JESUS AND PUT HIS WRATH AND PUNISHMENT UPON JESUS. HIS WRATH HAD TO BE VENTED. SOMEBODY HAD TO PAY. AND INSTEAD OF US PAYING, HE ALLOWED HIS SON TO PAY. BUT HE STARTED OFF BEING MERCIFUL TO MAN FOR THE FIRST 2,000 YEARS OF HUMAN HISTORY AFTER THE FALL OF ADAM AND EVE. AND WE SHARED THIS FROM ROMANS CHAPTER 5, VERSE 13, AND THEN I TURNED OVER TO GENESIS AND ILLUSTRATED IT. FOR NEARLY 2,000 YEARS, GOD WAS NOT IMPUTING MAN'S SINS UNTO THEM, BUT MAN BEGAN TO TAKE GOD'S LACK OF PUNISHMENT AS APPROVAL. AND BECAUSE OF THAT, THEY JUST THREW CAUTION TO THE WIND. THEY STARTED LIVING IN SIN. AND EVEN THOUGH GOD WASN'T BRINGING HIS JUDGMENT, THE VERTICAL JUDGMENT FROM GOD AGAINST OUR SIN, EVEN THOUGH GOD WASN'T DOING THAT, SATAN WAS EXTRACTING A TOLL BECAUSE OF THE SIN THAT WE COMMITTED. AND THEREFORE, GOD HAD TO DO SOMETHING TO LIMIT SATAN'S ACCESS TO US. SATAN WAS JUST DESTROYING THE HUMAN RACE THROUGH SIN. AND SO THAT'S THE REASON GOD GAVE THE LAW. IT REVEALED HIS WRATH, HIS PUNISHMENT, AND THE FEAR THAT THAT CAUSED IN PEOPLE CAUSED PEOPLE TO DEPART FROM EVIL, PROVERBS CHAPTER 16, VERSE 6. BUT IT ALSO HAD SIDE EFFECTS, AS IT SAYS IN 1 JOHN CHAPTER 4, VERSE 18, THAT WHEN YOU FEAR, IT'S TORMENT THAT GOES WITH IT. IF YOU ARE OPERATING IN FEAR, YOU HAVEN'T YET BEEN MADE PERFECT IN LOVE. 
GOD WANTED US TO SERVE HIM OUT OF LOVE, NOT OUT OF FEAR. BUT UNTIL JESUS COULD COME AND REDEEM US FROM OUR SIN AND MAKE US NEW PEOPLE ABLE TO FELLOWSHIP WITH HIM ON A TOTALLY DIFFERENT LEVEL THAN ANYBODY IN THE OLD TESTAMENT COULD. BEFORE THAT TIME, GOD HAD TO DO SOMETHING TO RESTRAIN THE DAMAGE THAT SIN WAS DOING IN THE HUMAN RACE. AND SO HE GAVE THE LAW. BUT THAT NEVER WAS HIS FIRST WAY OF DEALING WITH IT, AND IT WAS ONLY TEMPORARY IS WHAT IT SAYS IN THE BOOK OF GALATIANS, CHAPTER 3. YOU KNOW, THE BOOK OF GALATIANS IS A POWERFUL BOOK, AND I HADN'T GOT TIME TO GO THROUGH THE WHOLE THING. I'VE ACTUALLY GOT A TEACHING THAT JUST GOES VERSE BY VERSE THROUGH THE BOOK OF GALATIANS. BUT GALATIANS AND ROMANS ARE MAKING THE SAME POINT. ROMANS IS KIND OF A SCHOLARLY uh, EPISTLE THAT PAUL WROTE TO DEAL WITH THE DIFFERENCE BETWEEN LAW AND GRACE. AND IT'S JUST, YOU KNOW, LINE UPON LINE. IT'S LIKE HIS MASTERPIECE. IT'S AWESOME. THE BOOK OF GALATIANS DOES THE EXACT SAME THING, BUT GALATIANS WAS WRITTEN TO A GROUP OF PEOPLE THAT PAUL HAD MINISTERED TO, AND THEY HAD RECEIVED THE GRACE OF GOD, AND THEY HAD BEEN TOTALLY SET FREE, AND YET THEY HAD SOME LEGALISTIC PEOPLE COME ALONG THAT HAD PUT THEM BACK UNDER THE LAW, SAYING, NO, IT'S NOT GRACE, ISN'T ENOUGH. YOU'VE ALSO GOT TO BE HOLY AND DO THESE THINGS OR GOD WILL PUNISH YOU. AND BECAUSE OF IT, THEY HAD GONE BACK INTO LEGALISM, AND IN THE BOOK OF GALATIANS, PAUL IS JUST BRUTAL WITH THEM. I MEAN, HE TAKES THE GLOVES OFF, AND HE IS JUST LETTING THEM HAVE IT. LET ME JUST READ A COUPLE OF THINGS TO YOU HERE IN GALATIANS CHAPTER 1. IT SAYS, I MARVEL, IN VERSE 6, THAT YOU ARE SO SOON REMOVED FROM HIM THAT CALLED YOU INTO THE GRACE OF CHRIST UNTO ANOTHER GOSPEL, WHICH IS NOT ANOTHER, BUT THERE BE SOME THAT TROUBLE YOU AND WOULD PERVERT THE GOSPEL OF CHRIST. THERE'S A LOT OF THINGS IN THOSE VERSES, BUT LET ME JUST POINT OUT THAT HE'S CALLING THE GOSPEL THE GRACE OF GOD. HE'S CALLING THE GRACE OF GOD THE GOSPEL. IF YOU AREN'T PREACHING THE GOSPEL, IF YOU'RE PREACHING PERFORMANCE AND THAT GOD LOVES YOU PROPORTIONAL TO HOW WELL YOU PERFORM, YOU'RE ANOINTED PROPORTIONAL TO HOW HOLY YOU ARE, ETC., THAT'S NOT THE GOSPEL. THAT'S AN AMAZING TRUTH RIGHT THERE. AND THEN HE SAYS THIS IN VERSE 8, BUT THOUGH WE ARE AN ANGEL FROM HEAVEN, PREACH ANY OTHER GOSPEL UNTO YOU THAN THAT WHICH WE HAVE PREACHED UNTO YOU, LET HIM BE ACCURSED. MAN, THAT IS ONE STRONG STATEMENT. PAUL IS SAYING THIS IS IT. THE GRACE OF GOD IS THE GOSPEL OF GOD, AND IF SOMEBODY IS NOT PREACHING THE GRACE OF GOD TO YOU, IT'S NOT THE GOSPEL. LET THEM BE ACCURSED. THAT IS SUCH A STRONG STATEMENT THAT I'M SURE PAUL FELT LIKE SOME PEOPLE ARE GOING TO THINK HE COULDN'T HAVE MEANT THIS. THIS IS TOO STRONG. NO, I MUST HAVE MISUNDERSTOOD IT. SO PAUL REPEATS IT IN THE NEXT VERSE. AS WE SAID BEFORE, SO SAY I NOW AGAIN. IF ANY MAN PREACH ANY OTHER GOSPEL UNTO YOU THAN THAT WHICH YOU HAVE RECEIVED, LET HIM BE ACCURSED. JUST TO MAKE SURE THAT NOBODY THOUGHT HE HAD OVERSTATED IT OR SOMEHOW OR ANOTHER THIS WAS A MISPRINT OR SOMETHING. HE JUST, HE SAYS, THIS IS EXACTLY THE POINT THAT I'M MAKING. AND HE GOES THROUGH HERE. HE TALKS TO THEM. HE REBUKES THEM. LOOK AT THIS IN THE THIRD CHAPTER OF THE BOOK OF GALATIANS. HE SAYS, O FOOLISH GALATIANS, YOU KNOW, THERE WAS ONE TRANSLATION THAT I READ OF THIS. I FORGOT NOW WHICH ONE IT WAS, BUT IT SAYS, YOU STUPID IDIOTS. <laughs> THAT'S KIND OF REALLY CRASS, BUT but I GUARANTEE YOU THAT'S EXACTLY THE POINT THAT PAUL WAS MAKING HERE. HE IS NOT BEING KIND TO THESE PEOPLE. HE IS REBUKING THEM SEVERELY. OH, FOOLISH GALATIANS, WHO HATH BEWITCHED YOU? BEWITCHED HERE MEANS THIS IS DEMONIC. THIS ISN'T JUST A MISTAKE THAT SOMEBODY MADE. THIS JUST ISN'T A FAILURE, A LACK OF UNDERSTANDING. THIS IS DEMONIC. FOR THE BODY OF CHRIST TO BE IN THE PLACE THAT WE ARE WHERE WE HAVE BECOME SO LEGALISTIC AND WE ARE 
under so much guilt and condemnation. It is not just a little mistake. It's not a misunderstanding. It's demonic. Satan has put this across, and it comes primarily because we don't understand the difference between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. So he says, O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you that you should not obey the truth, before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath been evidently set forth crucified among you? This is Paul giving us an explanation of what he preached to the Galatians. He preached Christ and Him crucified. He described Jesus bearing our sins and suffering our punishment so that we wouldn't have to be rejected or punished. And he said it was done so well that it was like Jesus was crucified right in front of them. Jesus, Paul painted a picture of this for them. And then he says in verse 2, This only what I learn of you, received ye the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Of course, the answer to this is that they got born again and received the Holy Spirit, not because they deserved it. These people were pagans. They were worshiping demon gods. They came to the Lord, and it wasn't because they had done everything right that God saved them. No, they got saved by grace, not based on their performance. And so that's what he's referring to, and the answer is, no, it was grace that caused them to be born again. And then in verse 3, Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, are you now made perfect by the flesh? You know, this is amazing, but this same thing happens today. I used this last week as an example, but if a person comes in who's drunk or something, people will minister grace to a lost person because they know it's by grace that you are saved through faith. But then if that person gets born again and if they come back drunk again, man, they will start ministering the law and rejection and punishment. God won't bless you, and that's completely contrary. Paul is saying that if you started in the Spirit, if you got, if you started your relationship by grace, well, then you ought to continue it by grace. You don't get started by grace and then are perfected by performance. No, it's all the grace of God. He says, Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, are you now made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain, if it be yet in vain? He therefore that ministereth to you the Spirit and worketh miracles among you, doeth he it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Well, the obvious answer to this is it's through faith. God doesn't use anybody because they deserve it. You know, when I first got really turned on to the Lord, I used to think that I had to fast and pray and do these things, and I actually was foolish enough to make a commitment to the Lord that I would fast two weeks before every time that I ministered the gospel. You know why I did that? Because I thought that I had to be holy and God, I have to earn these things. And I thought maybe if I fast two weeks, that would be good enough that God could anoint me. That's, that's works of the law. That's wrong. Did you know that was stupid? If I was doing that now, I'd be plumb gone by now because I minister all day, nearly every day. Today, I will minister over five hours, six hours, and if I was to fast two weeks before each one of those, I'd be plumb gone by now. I'd be, I'd, I'd die, <laughs> amen. But see, I was trying to earn God's favor. And he's saying, how do the people that work miracles among you do it? They don't do it because they earn it. Anybody who's really flowing in the supernatural does it because of the call and the anointing and the grace of God, not because they deserve it. In verse 6, "...even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted unto him for righteousness." That's a quotation from Genesis chapter 15, verse 6, where the Lord says, "...count the stars in the sky, number the grains of sand on the seashore. If you can count them, number them, 
That's how many children you're going to have. And it says, Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. It was faith that made him in right standing with God, not his holy performance. And in verse 7, it says, Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are children of Abraham. If you are trying to earn God's blessing by fasting, praying, doing good things, there's nothing wrong with fasting and praying, but if you are doing those things, trying to earn God's favor in your life, then you aren't of faith. You're of law. And you aren't under the blessing of Abraham. You're under the curse of the law. In verse 8, it says, And the Scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. Man, I could spend an hour on this, but basically, he's saying that in the same way that Abraham received his relationship with God by just believing and receiving, that every person who would receive the same way that Abraham did, they become the children of Abraham and they become the sons of God. And so the Scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. So then they which are of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham, for as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. This is talking about if you think that by your Bible reading and prayer, and going to church and living holy that you are earning God's favor in your life, then you're under the curse. Because it says, Cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. The law didn't say, just do the best you can, and if you get a 90 or above, then you'll be accepted. No, you have to either make a 100 or you fail. James chapter 2, verse 10 says, If you keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, you become guilty of all. So the Bible says that it, unless you keep the law perfectly, you get the curse instead of the blessing. And if you are of the works of the law, if you think that your effort is somehow or another making God move in your life, then you're under that curse because you, you don't do it perfectly. None of us do. In verse 11, it says, But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident, for the just shall live by faith, and the law is not of faith. Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Romans chapter 14, verse 23, Without faith it's impossible to please Him. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, And the law is not of faith. If you are living by a performance-based relationship, thinking that God is giving you what you deserve, then you aren't of faith. You're of law, and you're under the curse. But look in this next verse. It says, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Brethren, I speak after the manner of men, though it be but a man's covenant, yet if it be confirmed, no man disannulleth or addeth thereto. The word disannul means to just completely obliterate, do away with it. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made, he saith not, and to seeds, plural, as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is Christ. And this I say, that the covenant that was confirmed before of God in Christ, the law which was 430 years after, cannot disannul that it should make the promise of no effect. For if the inheritance be of the law, it is no more a promise, but God gave it to Abraham by promise. 
THIS IS GOING BACK TO WHEN GOD SAID, IF YOU CAN COUNT THE STARS, I'LL JUST MAKE YOUR SEED AS NUMEROUS AS THE STARS IN THE SKY OR THE GRAINS OF SAND ON THE SEASHORE. AND ABRAHAM JUST BELIEVED GOD. AND IT SAYS IN GENESIS 15, 6, THAT GOD COUNTED IT UNTO HIM FOR RIGHTEOUSNESS. HE MADE HIM RIGHTEOUS NOT BECAUSE OF HIS ACTIONS, BUT BECAUSE OF HIS FAITH. MATTER OF FACT, IT WAS AFTER THIS, ABOUT TWO YEARS AFTER THIS, WHEN ISHMAEL WAS BORN AND GOD GAVE THE COVENANT OF CIRCUMCISION. SO BEFORE THE NUMBER ONE THING THAT THE JEWS DID, THAT THEY TRUSTED IN TO MAKE THEM RIGHTEOUS WITH GOD, ABRAHAM BELIEVED GOD, AND THAT'S WHEN HE BECAME RIGHTEOUS, AND GOD MADE HIM RIGHTEOUS. AND THEN IT SAYS THE LAW, WHICH WAS 430 YEARS LATER, THAT'S BASED ON EXODUS CHAPTER 12, VERSE uh, 40, WHERE IT SAYS ON THE EXACT DAY, 430 YEARS AFTER THIS PROMISE TO ABRAHAM ABOUT BEING RIGHTEOUS IS WHEN MOSES BROUGHT THE CHILDREN OF ISRAEL OUT, AND THAT'S WHEN THE LAW WAS GIVEN. AND SO IT SAYS THAT THERE WAS A COVENANT ALREADY IN PLACE, A COVENANT OF GRACE, AND THE COVENANT OF LAW WHICH WAS ADDED TO IT DID NOT DISANNUL THE COVENANT OF GRACE. GRACE IS THE NUMBER ONE WAY THAT GOD HAS ALWAYS RELATED TO HIS PEOPLE. BUT THERE WAS A TIME THAT HE GAVE THE LAW. THAT'S WHAT I'VE BEEN TALKING ABOUT FOR THE LAST SEVEN DAYS, IS THAT THE REASON THE LAW WAS GIVEN, IT WASN'T GOD'S FIRST CHOICE. IT WASN'T GOD'S BEST WAY OF DEALING WITH THINGS. BUT BECAUSE MEN WERE IGNORING GOD AND JUST TAKING GOD'S LACK OF PUNISHMENT AS APPROVAL, GOD GAVE THE LAW. AND IT PUT FEAR IN PEOPLE. AND PROVERBS 16, 6 SAYS THAT THE FEAR OF GOD CAUSES MEN TO DEPART FROM EVIL. IT RESTRAINED THE AMOUNT OF SIN. PEOPLE STARTED TURNING AWAY FROM SIN, NOT BECAUSE THEY HAD BEEN TOTALLY SET FREE. THEIR HEART WAS STILL BOUND. THEY WERE STILL A SINNER BY NATURE, BUT AT LEAST THEY QUIT COOPERATING WITH THE DEVIL, AND THE DEVIL JUST CAN'T DO ANYTHING TO YOU. HE HAS TO HAVE YOUR COOPERATION TO, to uh, DESTROY YOUR LIFE. AND SO THE FEAR OF THE LORD THAT CAME THROUGH THE LAW CAUSED PEOPLE TO QUIT COOPERATING WITH THE DEVIL, AND IT ACTUALLY MADE A PEOPLE THAT WERE SEPARATED TO GOD, THE JEWISH NATION. NOW, THEY DIDN'T DO IT PERFECTLY, AND CERTAINLY THEY WENT INTO APOSTASY, AND THEY WERE JUDGED FOR IT BECAUSE THEY WERE UNDER THAT LAW, uh, THAT OLD TESTAMENT COVENANT OF LAW. BUT GOD NEVER WANTED THE LAW TO BE THE NUMBER ONE THING. AND GALATIANS RIGHT HERE, I'VE ALREADY USED THESE VERSES, BUT IT SAYS THAT THE LAW WAS ADDED BECAUSE OF TRANSGRESSION UNTIL THE SEED SHOULD COME. AND THAT SEED IS TALKING ABOUT JESUS. THE LAW WAS JUST TEMPORARY TO BRING PEOPLE BACK TO THEIR SENSES, TO SHOW THEM HOW UNGODLY THEY WERE SO THAT THEY WOULD QUIT BEING DECEIVED, THAT THEY WERE OKAY BECAUSE THEY HAD COMPARED THEMSELVES WITH SOMEBODY ELSE WHO WAS EVEN WORSE THAN THEM. AND THE LAW BROUGHT THEM BACK TO A PLACE TO WHERE, OH, GOD, I NEED SALVATION. AND SO THE LAW ACCOMPLISHED A GOOD THING. IT BROUGHT US OUT OF SELF-RIGHTEOUSNESS, BROUGHT US OUT OF SELF-DECEPTION THAT WE COULD BE ACCEPTED WITH GOD, AND IT MADE US THROW OURSELVES ON THE MERCY OF GOD. AND ALL OF THAT IS GOOD, BUT ONCE YOU COME TO THE LORD, YOU AREN'T UNDER THIS SCHOOLMASTER ANYMORE. AS A MATTER OF FACT, IF YOU NOW ENTER INTO THE NEW COVENANT WHERE YOUR SINS HAVE BEEN IMPUTED UNTO JESUS AND HE IS NOT IMPUTING SINS UNTO YOU, HE'S NOT HOLDING YOUR SINS AGAINST YOU, it, THAT'S THE NEW COVENANT THAT WE HAVE. AND IF YOU TRY AND BRING THAT OLD COVENANT LAW IN WHERE YOUR SINS WERE IMPUTED AND WHERE GOD WAS PUNISHING YOU AND IT WAS THROUGH FEAR THAT YOU SERVED HIM INSTEAD OF THROUGH LOVE, WELL, THEN YOU'RE FRUSTRATING 
THE GRACE OF GOD IS WHAT IT SAYS RIGHT HERE IN THE BOOK OF GALATIANS, CHAPTER 2. PAUL SAID, I DO NOT FRUSTRATE THE GRACE OF GOD, FOR IF RIGHTEOUSNESS COME BY THE LAW, THEN CHRIST IS DEAD IN VAIN. IF YOU ARE BORN AGAIN AND YOU'VE ASKED GOD TO FORGIVE YOU AND YET YOU ARE STILL THINKING THAT I'VE GOT TO DO ALL OF THESE THINGS OR GOD WON'T ANSWER MY PRAYERS, GOD WON'T FELLOWSHIP WITH ME, GOD IS GOING TO GIVE ME WHAT I DESERVE, THEN YOU ARE FRUSTRATING THE GRACE OF GOD. GOD IS WANTING TO DEAL WITH YOU BASED ON THE COVENANT OF JESUS AND NOT BASED ON YOUR PERFORMANCE. AND IF YOU DON'T UNDERSTAND THAT, THEN YOU ARE EITHER GOING TO CONDEMN YOURSELF OR YOU WILL ALLOW THE DEVIL TO CONDEMN YOU BECAUSE I CAN PROMISE YOU, YOU WILL FALL SHORT. YOU WILL NEVER PERFORM PERFECTLY. THE LAW WASN'T GIVEN TO HELP BRING YOU TO PERFECTION. IT WAS GIVEN TO SHOW YOU YOUR IMPERFECTION SO THAT YOU WOULD QUIT TRUSTING IN YOURSELF, SO THAT YOU WOULD GET OUT FROM UNDER THIS PERFORMANCE-BASED RELATIONSHIP AND THAT YOU WOULD JUST START RECEIVING THINGS BY GRACE. MAN, THAT IS SO AWESOME. THERE ARE SOME PEOPLE THAT JUST CANNOT BELIEVE THAT GOD LOVES THEM SEPARATE FROM THEIR PERFORMANCE. YOU KNOW, I WAS SHARING SOME THINGS IN ONE OF OUR CLASSES THE OTHER DAY AND I WAS TALKING ABOUT MY CHILDREN AND MY CHILDREN HADN'T SERVED GOD THE WAY THAT THEY SHOULD. SOME TERRIBLE THINGS HAVE HAPPENED. AND I JUST EXPRESSED THAT, YOU KNOW, I HAVEN'T BEEN THE PERFECT PARENT. AND uh, ANYWAY, A WOMAN CAME UP AFTER THE THING AND SHE SAYS, MY CHILDREN HAVE MESSED UP TOO. AND SHE HAD A CHILD THAT WAS IN PRISON. AND SHE SAYS, BUT IT'S NOT MY FAULT. GOD HAS TOLD ME IT'S NOT MY FAULT. AND SHE BEGAN TO TELL ME ABOUT HOW GOD WAS THE PERFECT PARENT. AND YET ADAM AND EVE REBELLED IN HIM. AND ANYWAY, THAT'S A SEPARATE POINT. AND uh, WE COULD DISCUSS THAT. BUT SHE WAS BASICALLY SHE WAS FEELING SORRY FOR ME, LIKE YOU CAN'T FEEL LIKE YOU DID ANYTHING WRONG BECAUSE IF YOU DID, THEN YOU COULDN'T LIVE WITH YOURSELF AND YOU'D BE LIVING UNDER GUILT AND CONDEMNATION. AND SO SHE WAS TRYING TO ABSOLVE ME OF ANY FEELING OF FAILURE. AND I JUST TOLD HER, I SAID, LOOK, I DO NOT HAVE TO BE INNOCENT TO BE FREE OF GUILT AND CONDEMNATION. AND WHEN I SAID THAT, IT JUST PUT HER BACK ON HER HEELS. SHE KIND OF LOOKED AT ME, AND I THINK THAT'S THE REASON THAT SHE WAS SO STRONG IN SAYING THAT GOD HAD TOLD HER IT WASN'T HER FAULT, BECAUSE IF SHE FELT THAT SOMEHOW OR ANOTHER SHE HAD DONE SOMETHING THAT WOULD HAVE WOUND HER SON WOUND UP BEING IN PRISON BECAUSE OF HER, SHE JUST COULDN'T HAVE LIVED WITH HERSELF. AND SEE, THERE'S A LOT OF PEOPLE that, THAT'S STILL PERFORMANCE-BASED. YOU JUST CAN'T RECEIVE THE LOVE OF GOD AND FORGIVENESS JUST ON A FREE BASIS. YOU'VE GOT TO SOMEHOW OR ANOTHER ABSOLVE YOURSELF OF ANY GUILT AND OF ANY CONDEMNATION. NO, I, I'm, I'M GUILTY. I'M GUILTY IN A LOT OF THINGS. ALL OF SIN COMES SHORT OF THE GLORY OF GOD. AND I RECEIVE THE GOODNESS OF GOD NOT BASED ON MY PERFORMANCE. I CAN BE GUILT-FREE WITHOUT BEING INNOCENT. MAN, THAT IS AN AWESOME TRUTH. THE WAR IS OVER. GOD IS NOT IMPUTING OUR TRESPASSES UNTO US ANYMORE. THIS BOOK ENTITLED THE WAR IS OVER, it, IT WILL REALLY, REALLY HELP YOU. AND I'VE GOT A TEACHING ON THIS, NOT ONLY IN THE BOOK FORM, BUT IN CD'S, DVD'S, AND STUDY GUIDES. AND REMEMBER THAT THIS COMING FRIDAY WILL BE MY LAST DAY TO MAKE THIS OFFER OVER OUR TELEVISION PROGRAMS. SO I WOULD ENCOURAGE YOU TO PLEASE GO TO THE EFFORT OF REQUESTING IT. DO IT RIGHT NOW WHILE YOU'RE THINKING ABOUT IT. IT WOULD BE A BLESSING TO YOU. OUR ANNOUNCER IS GOING TO GIVE YOU ALL OF THE DETAILS ABOUT HOW YOU CAN GET IT. BUT PLEASE CALL OR WRITE TODAY AND JOIN ME AGAIN TOMORROW AS WE CONTINUE THE GOSPEL TRUTH. WE HOPE YOU WERE BLESSED BY TODAY'S EPISODE OF THE GOSPEL TRUTH. 
Andrew and Jamie wish to share their sincere gratitude for all the grace partners of Andrew Womack Ministries. Your generous partnership enables us to take the gospel, the nearly too good to be true news to the ends of the earth. May God richly bless you for your faithfulness. If you're not already partnering with Andrew Womack Ministries, we encourage you to join us in this great harvest today. Andrew's teaching titled, The War Is Over, is available in a CD album recorded live from a Gospel Truth seminar or in a DVD album made from our daily television broadcast. You can also get this teaching as a book or study guide in either English or Spanish. Or you can get the War Is Over package, which includes your choice of either the CD or DVD album, the book and the study guide. This package has a catalog value of $85, but you can get it today for only $60. The individual audio CD highlighted in today's broadcast is available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give, but if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide today's teaching free of charge. This is the last day we'll be offering this teaching so be sure to respond today. Our helpline number is 719-635-1111. If the lines are busy, remember, you can order ministry materials or become a Grace Partner 24 hours a day, seven days a week at awmi.net. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. Our lives were turned right side up when we came to an Andrew Womack event back in 2006. Our daughter Hannah was just given two weeks to live, but at that conference she was prayed for and praise God she was miraculously healed and she's 100% well to this day. Since Hannah was healed, we found that there have been many people that have been healed at Andrew's events. It's not a question of will he heal you, he's already healed you. I mean, Andrew just gives it to you like it is. And every time I leave one of these conferences, I am changed for the better. Every single time there is a revelation that he shares with us that God has given him that I make sure I make it my own. When you attend a Gospel Truth Conference, you're going to be inspired by powerful praise and worship with Charlie and Jill LeBlanc and Andrew teaching the life-changing Word of God. There are prayer ministers there as well. Join Andrew and special guests at a Gospel Truth Conference near you. Go to awmi.net slash conferences for more information. If you enjoyed today's program, you can watch this entire series and over 17 years of Andrew's TV and radio broadcasts free for you to download and share with others by going to awmi.net. awmi.net is where to find encouragement when you're discouraged. AWMI.net is where to find biblical truth when you need strength. You can always count on AWMI.net for sharing God's unconditional love and grace.
Hello, this is Andrew Womack, and I just would like to encourage you to help us get the gospel out through social media. By joining us on Facebook, you will receive exclusive content, like Andrew's weekly Tuesday Night Live Bible study, teachings, live streams, and Q&A sessions with Andrew. So we would like to see you like our Facebook page to share it with other people, and you be a minister of the gospel by sharing this with someone else.